thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. I've got a precious studio audience here, and we're all hungry for the Word. I know you are too, and I tell you what, when you get thrilled with the Word, that's when it works for you. Amen. We've been ministering along the line of something that is so, so important, and I'm so grateful that God is directing us in ministering this way because sometimes it's a subject that really a lot of people uh, haven't heard a lot about or haven't been taught on, but it is vital and critical when it comes to living a life of health. Healing, health, and long life belongs to us, but we have to cooperate with this covenant of health this covenant of healing. Amen. We've been looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's go back there. If you've been following along, I don't know, we're on like day nine or 10 or something (laughs) on that line Uh, on this. We invite you to go back and watch the previous episodes to this teaching because there's so much that we're saying and you'll find my, you'll find me repeating myself, but I can't help it. I got to <laughs> in the sense of to just get all the groundwork laid. We have to repeat ourselves. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, you'll recognize it as what we would call the communion passage. But it says in verse 23, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do in remember, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup and when he had supped saying, this cup is the new Testament in my blood. This do ye as you, as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily or irreverently should be guilty, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily or irreverently, mm-hmm. eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, look at the next phrase, not discerning the Lord's body. Yeah. For this cause, for what cause? For not, the cause of not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak mm-hmm. and sickly among you and many sleep or die prematurely. Yes. Now, Paul is telling us why many in the body of Christ are weak. Why many are sickly and dying prematurely. Notice the progression. Weakness first, 
progresses to sickly, progresses to premature death. So we don't want to, we want to stop that progression when, if it starts. Amen. And he gives one of the primary causes of that for the body of Christ is the last phrase of verse 29, not discerning the Lord's body. Well, if this is a life and death situation, which it is, we need to know what does it mean to discern the Lord's body? Twofold application. Number one, when people don't discern that Jesus' body was broken so that ours could be whole. Jesus took on himself the sin, disease, the sickness, the pain, the symptoms. It was all laid upon him. Poverty, lack, all laid upon him so that we could walk free from it. Now, people don't discern that he already paid the price. They won't resist it resist those things as they ought. They won't take their stand against them. And for this cause, for not discerning that he already took it, this is why many in the body of Christ are weak, sickly, and will die prematurely. But then there's also, that one is discerning what Jesus took on his personal body. But then there's also the second application of what it means to discern the Lord's body, and that is discerning his spiritual body, which is the body of Christ which is all of God's people who belong to the body of Christ. When we don't discern our part and the responsibilities that we have in the body of Christ for this cause, many are weak, sickly, and many die prematurely. Not a few, Paul said many. Amen. Now, uh, we've been looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30 of the Norley Translation. And that reads, because of this indifference toward discerning the body of Christ, many of you are feeble, sickly, and many have died. So we see this, this word indifference. Because of this indifference, we cannot be indifferent about this. We cannot think this is unimportant. We cannot think that this is not a value. It matters of our role in the body of Christ and how we're treating the body of Christ and how we're fulfilling our place in the body. Once you're born again, God sets you in the body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 18 reads, But now hath God God set, look at those two words, God set. God set the members, every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him. You are set by God in a position in the body of Christ. Jesus is the head. We as believers, as Christians, comprise the body. And God set you at the new birth. He set you into a place that you are to function in the body of Christ. Don't be indifferent about that. It's dangerous to be indifferent about that because God himself personally set you. Now, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16, and this is the New Living Translation. Now that you're set by God, look at this. God makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Notice where God set you, you have a special work to do there. You have a special work. And it's not not somebody else's, it's yours. As each part has its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Now, see, now we become whole body minded and not just me minded. The renewed mind 
someone spiritually mature, someone who's not indifferent, someone who's discerning the body of Christ is going to be thinking about the whole body and not just about itself. How does what I do affect my brother, my sister? How's it going to affect the rest of the body of Christ? If I, if I choose to get out of the will of God, I choose to go differently than what God's directing me to do, how's that going to affect the body? You see. So it says here again in verse 16, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. We need to be concerned about the other parts. So that the whole body is healthy and growing, look at this, and full of love. And full of love. So notice what, it, what this scripture calls full of love when you're doing your part. When you're doing your part, you're flowing in love. If we're not doing our part, we're not walking in love toward the body of Christ or to the God who set us there. Amen. Amen. Then let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 17. And this is the Norley translation. It reads, each one should fill the place that God has assigned to him and to which the Lord has called you. You're called there. You're not only set there, you're called there. Now look at the last phrase that Paul writes. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. So he's saying that we are, there's a place that we're we're to fulfill and we're assigned to and we're called to. And he tells this to all the churches, meaning this, you need to be part of a local church. He tells this to all the churches. He didn't say to the church at large. He's talking about to the individual local churches that he would preach to or write to. This is what he told them all. So you have to be in a local church to fulfill the instruction of this verse. Amen. Um, It matters how we treat the local church. Are we walking in love? To the, are we walking in love with the body of Christ? Are we walking in love with our local church? That means we don't do anything to cause division, mm-hmm. to cause conflict, right. to cause uh, offense. Yes. We can't not, not be unfaithful in any way. Yes. How we treat the body of Christ is what we will reap in our own life. Mm-hmm. Because right. what we sow, we reap. That's, right. That's yes. a spiritual law. Yes. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Yes. And uh, if we want our, our life to go well, we need to see to it that we're doing our part right. in the body of Christ so that it goes well. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, Pastor Nancy, you know, I just don't like doing that. Mm, if, if God has set you to do and called you to do a certain thing, yes. deal with your flesh. Don't let your flesh abort. The plan of God for your life and get you reaping a harvest you don't want. Um, Before we say something to somebody, before we give them a piece of our mind, (laughs) we need to think, do I want to reap this in my life? Because if I sow something to the body, I'm going to reap it Mm -hmm. in my life and or possibly even in my own body. Uh, we just we just don't want to cause bo- problems in the body of Christ. Right. Yes, we love the body. Yes. we love one another. Yes. I love every member of the body, not because I know them, but because I choose to love. Yes. I choose to do my part, 
And sometimes, and listen, I've even missed it at this. Sometimes I've even missed it to where I thought I was doing my part. Yes, that's good. But God dealt with me and showed me I wasn't doing everything that he was uh, requiring of me. Well, those are the times we need to talk to God. (laughs) We need to be open to God and say, am I doing my part? We can't do our part if we're not part of a local church. We can't just sit at home and do all that we could be doing for the body of Christ like we could if we're present in a local church. Amen. So bringing our supply to the body of Christ begins with being part of a local church. Amen. Uh, because in the local church, we bring a supply, but we also receive a supply that our life needs. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you say, well, Pastor Nancy, then what should I be doing in a local church? Uh, let me give you a list of some things. Number one, this is the big one. Attend. Yeah. Show up. <laughs> you know, success begins by just being where you ought to be. Show up where you ought to be showing up. Uh, If a child is part of, uh, you know, uh, they're going to school, grade school, uh, junior high, high school, whatever, them passing and doing well in their school career is going to begin start with one thing, show up for class. You're absent from class all the time, you're likely to fail tests. Well, that's part of bringing our supply right. is show up because it, doesn't it help the pastor when he's not preaching to empty chairs? He doesn't need to get those chairs saved. He doesn't need to get the mind of that chair renewed. We're the ones that need it. And so it affects the body of Christ if we're not there. My mother taught us this years ago because we were part of our local church. We had a youth group there in our local church and we never got to say, I'm too tired to go to youth group tonight. Mother always said, you're part of that group. You're showing up. What you're part of, you're showing up. Because when you're not there, it affects that whole group because you're absent. So it does matter that we're there. I said, it does matter because people will think, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm not missed, but you're a part. We can't dismiss our part by thinking, well, nobody will notice. (laughs) What if everybody thought that? Then the building's empty. Now who doesn't notice? (laughs) Yeah. So it does matter. Number one, the first part of bringing our supply is show up, attend, be a part of it. And when you're there, be all in. Attending is not just having your chair in the body. It's bringing your faith to it, bringing your expectation to that service, bringing your, your, your love for the, the word. And when you love the word, you get thrilled with it. You, draw, you help draw that word out of your man of God. Amen. As he preaches, your, your hunger will draw that word out of him. But if you're, not, if you're absent, you're not going to be there to draw. You know, at holidays, uh, families get together 
and people will travel from great distances to get together for a holiday. You may even have a large family. And I mean, the house can be full, but even if the house is full, people will notice when a certain family member is absent. And you still miss them even though you're surrounded by people because there's something so particular and so special about them that you miss them so much when they're not there, regardless of how many are in the house. It's the same thing with the local church. You bring a special part. You bring a special supply and you are missed by the body whether you recognize that or not. And so uh, we miss people when they're absent. Amen. And not only that, when we're absent, we affect the unity. How can we be in unity when we're not present? Amen. Uh, God loves unity. I said God loves unity. He loves unity. When, the, when we're there, we're helping move along in that service, what God planned for that service. We're moving with God in his plan for that service. Amen. Jesus has a plan for every service. And if we're not there, we're not there to help move that plan forward. So the number one thing about being part of a local church is show up, attend. Amen. Um, Because nobody can bring your part. And if you're not there, somebody else has to do your part. They had, and then we're not walking in love because now we've laid our part on somebody else and love doesn't take our own responsibilities and put it somewhere else. Love does its own part. Amen. Then a very, uh, what I already mentioned, a part of this, a part of attending, another way we bring our supply to that local church, to the body of Christ, is be there in faith. Bringing our faith. Not sitting there disinterested, you know, making the pastor, how do you, I'll see if you can preach past me, you know. (laughs) That's no fun for anybody. Amen. We don't want to be a clog in the flow of what God's going to do. We don't want to sit there indifferent, casual, distracted. Bring our faith. That's part of bringing our supply to that local church to that service, to the plan that Jesus has for that service. When we're sitting under the teaching of the word, faith comes. When you're in a service and your pastor is preaching the word, faith is coming. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith is coming to you. Now take it. Don't let that pass you by. Don't let that word pass you by. Take it. You can only take it by faith. Amen. So how you attend matters. How you attend. That means you don't attend fussing and fighting with people on the way to church. Get it handled in the car before you step out into the building. Amen. If there's been conflict and all that stuff. And you know, I tell you, church can be very eventful to get to sometimes, right? Just the event of getting all the kids ready, finding all the shoes. Where did all the socks go? I mean, how did the floor eat them? But 
just getting all the parts, the working, moving parts, and then you can get all flustered and then people get frustrated and stuff. Deal with that before you step in the building. Yes. <laughs> Don't bring your frustration to church. Bring your faith. That's right. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Because that word that's going to be heard it needs to be mixed with faith. Yes, that's, right. that's when it starts doing a work. As it says in Hebrews, it was talking about those uh, in the book of Hebrews, talking about God's people that were delivered out of Egypt. It said the word was preached unto, uh, unto them as well as unto us, but it didn't benefit them not being mixed with faith in them. It didn't profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. We don't want to sit in church and not profit. We don't want to hear the word preached and not profit. So that's part of bringing our supply is bring our faith. When we start bringing our, when we're bringing our faith to a service, we draw. And the more we draw out, the more the people receive. I'm talking about draw out of the plan of God, draw out of the anointing that's on our pastor, draw out the word that's on the inside of him. You can hear these precious people right now. They're sitting in the studio audience. You know why they're here? To bring a supply. They're receiving a supply, but they're also bringing a supply for you because I tell them, if you will draw on me, the people will get more. And they're here doing that because they're interested in you. But that's part of bringing a supply to the body of Christ. This is a small congregate here, right? They're congregated here. It's not the local church, but we are a congregation and we're bringing our, uh, we're bringing our supply. This is an example of what it means for you to bring your supply the same way when you attend a local church. They're sitting here in faith. They're drawing. They're hungry. That's what you get to do when you get to go to your local church. Now, when you sit there in a church service and you draw by faith, you're expectant, you're hungry. That means, you know, you're stirred up toward the word. You're stirred up towards what God is doing. The vision that is in your pastor's heart needs faith to be fulfilled. The vision that God gave your, gave your pastor is for you too. It's not congregation members bringing their own vision to the church and expecting the church to fulfill their personal vision. It is about us coming to church and hearing the vision that God put in the pastor. And then we partake of that vision and help that vision come to pass. And then we move unitedly together instead of everybody trying to get their own vision fulfilled in that service. Now, don't misunderstand me. Things that God has put in your heart will be fed by what goes on in that service. But we're first there we're there primarily first and foremost to bring our faith to the vision of our pastor to see to it that what God had put in him is fulfilled because when that's fulfilled, the whole body gets blessed. Amen. So we're bringing our faith. Now, when you sit under a, a pastor that teaches you the word, faith comes. Now, because that pastor through the teaching of the word is faith is coming into you, growing in you, uh -huh. then that pastor in that local church has a right to draw on that faith. Right. That you're to bring that faith uh -huh. and, and apply it to that vision. Yes. Amen. Right. So 
number one, attend, but number two, how you attend matters. How you attend. Now, I want to bring up something else that's uh, a little bit different, but still in connection. When you attend, you can now be present to help encourage someone there who needs it. If you're absent, think of the people that needed your encouragement. Think of it. You don't know who faced a very critical situation that week or someone who faced a big emergency that week. Um, I want to be there because I want to, I want to be a help and encouragement to somebody who feels like they're ready to quit. Amen. You know, you can just, you don't even have to dive in. I'm not even talking about diving into people's life and asking them a bunch of questions. I'm just talking about sometimes just showing up in faith with expectation. It stirs people who have been put under pressure during the week, who have been facing circumstances and you didn't even converse about problems or issues. Just the spirit of faith in you was transmitted to them. Because I tell you what, the spirit of faith is transmittable. People can perceive when they're around the spirit of faith and they can make a draw on it for their own life without even telling you what they're facing. They can make a draw on the faith. I mean, talk about just even a door greeter. When they come, you don't know who's... You don't know what kind of difficult situation somebody was facing that week and the door greeter is smiling there with faith. Glad to see him say, I'm so glad you're here. God has something for all of us today. You see, something like that, it can elevate someone and lift them up. It'll put them on the faith side and take them off of the fear side. Your encouragement is needed. The fellowship that you bring through the fellowship of your faith is so critical to the rest of the members of the body. All of this is part of discerning the Lord's body. Amen. Discerning my part in that local church. No, I might not be the one standing in the pulpit preaching, but I can certainly encourage someone and let them know I love them. I can certainly tell them, say, I'm praying for you this week. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These things matter to us. Now, remember what I said. Uh, We can't be indifferent to what's important to God. Amen. Uh, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Well, I tell you what, you want to know what his kingdom is? It's a family. He has a family. He's interested in his family. When we put first what God puts first... All the things we need in our life will be added to us. Seek ye first, that's Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You had no idea just by showing up at church and bringing your faith and bringing a supply would put all kinds of answers in your own life. Amen. It'll supply all kinds of needs in your own life. Hallelujah. Well, I trust these things are blessing you. You don't want to miss the upcoming episodes we're going to keep talking about it. And just remember this until next time. Remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. 
In Nancy Dufresne's book, A Supernatural Prayer Life, you will learn how prayer moves the plan of God forward. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta, California, January 6th through the 11th, 2023 with Nancy Dufresne. We are also excited to welcome Kenneth Copeland and Richard Roberts as our special guests. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.